everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was Or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week, this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O Show. This is part two of a two-part episode with Cassie Parks where we are talking about money mindset and the concept and art of manifestation. If you haven't listened to part one, I promise you all of this will make sense if you go and do so first before listening to part two. I will tell you when I've gone through tough times, you know, I Mm -hmm. pray every morning and Mm -hmm. I've had, I would say some real, I don't know how to say this plurally without making it sound wrong. I've had a crisis of faith several times where I just go to pray. And I did like, I've, I felt so angry and so Mm -hmm. disappointed at so many different times with God and, and, I, I found myself going, I don't know how to pray to you because I feel like I'm all I all I have is anger. And all I have is like, are you kidding me? This thing happened or this thing. And so I would stop because I felt like I don't have anything good to say. And and mm-hmm. and then, you know, I touch base with my friend Jenny and she'll usually twist me around and get mm-hmm. me into that point of, and this is what I was taking notes as you were saying that I'm like, okay, when you become a person and so many people listening are not yet at that phase and that's okay. Okay. But when you become more self-aware and you see how you have a propensity towards looking at everything bad that's happened to you and looking mm-hmm. for the negative and, and going immediately into doubt or fear, like you just said, then you have the ability to bring yourself out of it. But for most of us, it kind of goes back to that autopilot thing I said before that mm-hmm. Diane Manuel was saying, like we're used to you know, waiting for the other shoe to drop. And then when, when the other shoe drops, we go, oh, see, this is what always happens. And then we get mad and then we complain. And so we're not used to going around and looking for the good. It's not, it's not a normal practice for so many of us, but when you start, you can find something like, you know, when, when all of this started to happen with coronavirus, you were talking about abundance and you use socks. I started looking at things like my makeup. Now, a lot of mm-hmm. people listening are going to go, she's seriously going to talk about makeup, <laughs> but I'm just using this as an example because the truth is like, 
I, 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 in one week, I had six clients say, we've got to put off what we're doing until like, Mm. you know, we can't do Mm -hmm. this marketing campaign. And so I just saw a tremendous amount of income, like so many people out there get put off for three months, six months, whatever. And I'm like, you know what? I, considering I haven't been able to work for six, seven months. Okay. Think about my situation. I'm like, it would be good for me to be frugal. Frugal is not normally my middle name. Okay. And I remember going, I, I was getting ready to place an order at Ulta. And every time I order something at Ulta, I know you can fail me, Cassie. It's usually like 500 bucks every single time. And I said to myself, I'm like, you know what? You go open up that that cabinet over there and use what you have. And I started to Mm. literally look. And it was kind of embarrassing because I had so many backups of lip gloss and lip liner and eyeliner. And I had three things of foundation I didn't even know I bought from Urban Decay. I had this, I had that. And there were a couple of things that I was missing, but instead of me ordering a $500 order from Ulta, I placed a $75 order and I used what I had. And it made me feel really grateful that I had stuff and we could, you know, be smarter about the money that we're using right now. And, and, and that helped me become in a more grateful state of mind, as opposed to like, oh my God, how am I going to be able to get my, you know, my eyebrow thing? How am I going to be able to get this? I mean, I'm superficially talking about makeup here as an example, but when you are able to pull yourself out of, when you have that self-awareness to go, I'm doing it again. I have, you know, I should be, I should be looking at all of the abundance that I do have, because let's be real. If, if coronavirus has not made you aware of how much abundance we all have on a day-to-day basis, because now we're aware, oh my gosh, I can't go to the gym. Oh my gosh, I can't go out to the store. Oh my gosh, I can't go to the grocery store and get whatever I want. We're surrounded by reminders every day of, of abundance, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Isn't, I mean, to me, coronavirus, if it hasn't done anything else, it's made all of us so much more aware of the abundance that we have on a day-to-day basis. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The abundance and the choices. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. I mean, that's, I mean, there's so many good things that are coming out of it, but that was a, that was a marked digression. And, and, but it's, it's just reinforcing your point, which is this, any one of us at any time, when you're facing something that's really bad, Um, where you think everything's been taken away from you, look around because you have friends, you have family, you have opportunity. And that, that to me, is I think something that is not being focused on enough where, where we're at right now, you know, if you turn on the news, all you're going to hear is how many people are dying, how many people, you know, how fast this is spreading, how many people are out of jobs. It's all negative. And yet there's, in my opinion, there's never been more of an opportune time well, now I'm using the word twice, an opportune time for opportunity. There's so <laughs> much opportunity for people who are willing to work and hustle to pursue their passion and make money from it. Would you agree? Yeah, there's a huge opportunity because there's a huge shift. Anytime so stuff gets shaken up, we're as just as a group of humans, we're willing to see things different. We're willing to be more open. We're opening to different things. And so if, you know, it's if it feels good, it's always the right opportunity and time to do your passion and to follow what you love, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, 
you know, it's, there's so many stories, like you could go find a bunch of stories of things that happen when things are going really well, or when things weren't right. People are always creating. Um, and so, yeah, there's always an opportunity. Would you say, so I'm, I've got your Amazon page pulled up mm-hmm. here and as usual, like you and I have been chatting and it's already been like 40 minutes and <laughs> I feel like we're just getting started. And this is what I have to be careful of because I want to make sure we get in some of the good stuff before we close your, the first time. And then I want to have you back, Yeah, um, but I'm looking at your books, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got manifest $10,000, learn how to manifest 10,000 by using the law of attraction and improving your money mindset. Then you have another one, um, a book called Marketing to Serve, Double Your Business, Own It. I love Investing Secrets for a Champagne Life, and then Choose Me. Now, mm-hmm. I don't, I haven't looked at the, the description for all of these books. To me, this is based on some of what I've, I've been learning about my money mindset and my money blocks in the past year or so. So this has all been really recent for me too. I've heard, I've heard other women talk about it. I've heard women talk about our money blocks and how, you know, we might, we might not believe that we like some women don't think that, that it's right to pursue wealth. They they think being wealthy is bad. Um, mm-hmm. There's all kinds of money issues and money mindsets. And I think quite a lot of women, in fact, I know because we've done a lot of polling and I think about a lot of women that I coach, they are, they, there's two things that I see that are very popular and, I, and I'd love for you to address it. Number one, women think that pursuing wealth or even financial stability, like being really successful in their business and making a lot of money, they think that in and of itself is like a bad thing. Like that's, and, and maybe it's because it's been portrayed on TV that way or whatever. So it's number one, they think, oh, I don't need that. I just want to get you know, buy with a little more. I just want to get a little bit more, you know, if I could just make 10,000 more a year, if I could just do this, like it's always, I just need a little bit more. They think wealth is bad. And then number two is they, they think even just the process of going for it, if they have one sidestep where something doesn't go right, they go, it must not be for me. I'm not, I'm not meant for success. And they absolutely, they fundamentally don't believe it's going to happen. And so they give up too soon. Are those two things that you see a lot with women in particular? Um, yeah. I mean, I see those with all of my clients. My clients happen to be mostly 90% women. Um, but I, you know, I think in general, a lot, I think women, but I also think there is a thing out there, you know, the first one was that pursuing wealth is somehow bad. I think that, you know, comes down even from, you know, there's, there's phrases in our society, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, money is the root of all evil, which is not the actual phrase, but which has been passed down. And a lot of times it's, it's, it gets ingrained in us, not from those direct, um, phrases, but also if we heard our parents talk about, you know, somebody across the street who had so much money and, and a lot of times as humans, um, when we don't know how to make ourselves feel good on our own, the default is to, um, talk bad about someone else so we can make ourselves feel better, right? And so if we've been privy as growing up to conversations where our parents might not have felt good about themselves, so they were, um, which was not my experience, by the way. <laughs> um, my parents were, didn't do this as I'm realizing this, but I know a lot of people who did, right? Where if you're sitting around the table and it's like, oh, so-and-so, you know, bought a boat and like, oh, that's either, um, 
you know, that's a waste of money or, oh, like he should be doing something better with his money or they're so lucky. Right. Mm -hmm. And in this terms of these messages that sink in are like, oh, like you have to be lucky, but it's bad to be lucky to have money. Um, All of these things that sort of filter in. I mean, it happened um, in my partner's, you know, her mom said the other day, well, you must have too much money. Like if you're, if you bought that big of a house, you know, and and it's like, those can either, those, when we're not aware, right. Sort of in the beginning of our journey or as we grow up, those sink in, in ways that we don't know. But then they play out in what I call our money stories. They come out in the way that we interact with money. So I think that it is true. And I also think it's very, um, a lot of times most people aren't even conscious of it. They don't know that they even believe that. And that's why a lot of times they don't understand why they're struggling with money. You know, that's really true because I, and I think it goes back to self-awareness. I think so many people, um, you know, I, I was telling my mom this, I said, you know, when I, when I met the love of my life, he's somebody who's very, um, he's very involved in just knowing everything that's going on politically in our country mm-hmm. and understanding not only current affairs, but historical, like what has happened historically to build up to that. I mean, just, he's just a wealth of knowledge. And I have always been on purpose avoiding getting involved or just getting into any political discussions whatsoever, because I see how polarizing it can be. Mm-hmm. But the more that I learned about current affairs and historical affairs and how they affect it, and, and just sat and listened, it changed my views and my beliefs where, where I realized so much of what I believed or told myself I believed growing up. You know, it was like, well, that's what my parents are and that's what my family is. So I guess, therefore, that's what I am. And it wasn't even mm-hmm. a conscious thing. It was just like, well, my family's this and we've always been this. So that's the way I vote and that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even like I was making that choice. And back to what you're saying about money and beliefs, I think so many of us are acting on conditioning that we don't even know we're acting on. In other words, we don't even know we've been conditioned to believe this way. We've been conditioned to not pursue money. We've been conditioned to just take the job. Don't make waves at the business that you're at. Don't ask for the raise. Don't go take a risk and start your own business because it's, you know, it's too risky and you can't do it and you're not strong enough. You don't have the business experience. Like you, you don't even realize that you're behaving again, on autopilot based on your conditioning versus breaking out of that and going, I'm going to choose to believe this way about myself. Because once you do that, like when I started choosing to believe in myself and when I started really not second guessing myself and not asking 70 different women to give me their advice on what I should do, when I started just doing it because I knew that I could, everything changed for me. And I think to me, if I could summarize one, if I could put it into one phrase, self-awareness is the difference between a life where you just, you don't even know why you're on the path that you're, you're on towards a life of choice where you can be manifesting what you want. You can be designing your life. You can be doing what you want as far as how you make your money. You can be earning money that you probably never thought you could, but you've got to get you've got to start working on yourself because most people I, I think are completely clueless as to who they are and what makes them tick. Yeah. 
The, the self-awareness is the first key, right? It's seeing, you know, we talk about that. Um, I teach a lot about money stories and just identifying like, oh, that's who I am. It helps us see like, oh, if I've been in survival, you know, I have clients that, you know, were in survival for 40 years and they can then start to see the patterns, which enables them to have that choice that you're talking about to change. And that really, it's the choice that really is manifesting. Like it's the choice to, ch- like when we choose things, we get more of that. Um, and so when we start choosing better for us, or we start choosing based on what we want instead of what we've, you know, or just unconsciously choosing because we've always chosen it. Um, Mm -hmm. We start to get more options. We start to get more of the things that we want. So absolutely. And, you know, to give an example, because you, I I always put myself, Cassie, whenever I'm interviewing somebody, I'm always, sometimes I'm really able to, to, to know what somebody who's listening or a lot of Mm somebody who are listening, what they could think when they hear this or that, that you or I say, right. So I I know that there's a lot of people going, well, I don't understand. You think that I'm going to choose this situation I'm in where I'm not, I'm, you know, I feel like I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I never get anywhere. I have too much debt. And this has been the story of my life forever. Like, why would I choose this? And there's just a huge difference because for me, I look at the first 15 years of my career and Mm -hmm. you and I talked about this before we started recording. I graduated from college. I got a job and it wasn't that it was a job I was looking for. It was working in the hotel business. I never thought when I was in college, like, (laughs) oh my God, I can't wait to get a job paying $22,000 a year where I barely have enough money for like $20 leftover expenditure. You know, just that was my discretionary income was $20 a month back in, you know, however long ago this was now. But for the first 15 years, I just... I I never made a conscious choice of this is what I really want to do. I really want to live in Chicago. I love where I live. I love this job. And my next job, I want to be earning this. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have, I just, it was all reaction. It was like, Mm -hmm. if I didn't like this job, I started looking for another. The first thing that came along that was remotely a little bit more money than the last I took. And then Mm -hmm. it was a stepping stone. And I, each stepping stone I took, and, and I'm using this for everybody listening to, to say, I didn't choose my trajectory. I didn't choose to live in Chicago because I wanted to. I went there because my brother, who was five years older than me, he went there and my parents went there. And so I went there. I didn't choose. I wasn't choosing anything. It wasn't right. until I, I made the leap from corporate America to founding my first company And that was the first time I did something on my own and I didn't listen to anybody. And it was one of the best decisions I ever made. And for me, that was like leaping out of a life of conditioning into a life of choice. And ever since then, it's just been moments and more moments of revelation and being able to peel off the layers of letting other people. I have a friend of mine who has a phrase she uses. She goes, Kelly, she's my business coach. And she's like, when she first met me and heard my story, she goes, you've been letting everybody else drive the bus in your life. It's time Mm -hmm. for you to start driving the bus. And to me, that's the difference of a passive life versus one that you design. And that's, that's what manifestation is all about is when you decide to take the wheel instead of letting everybody else drive for you. Is that, would you say that's a good way to describe it? Yeah. And, or like just your past, right? Like, um, you know, cause somebody go, well, I didn't let somebody choose that, but we often the, the, the default choices, right. When we're not aware, just come from what we saw, 
right? They're just, it's a, becomes ingrained in our brain. Like, oh, um, you know, one of the stories I work with, I had mentioned was survival. And so people in survival, they, they do what I call hot potato money. Even if extra money comes, they get rid of it as fast as possible. And so if you saw that your whole life, it's likely you just do that without even knowing. So it's, it's even, it goes beyond, it's not letting other people drive your bus, but it's also just not letting your unconscious old stuff drive your bus either. Oh, that's really good what you just brought up because, um, and I would say that that's probably a behavior that I've had um, because, and for everybody listening, this is why you buy books from a woman like Cassie. This is why you hire a woman like Cassie because the very, the very process I can, I can look at my life and go and see how much for the better I changed when I started investing in a business coach, when I invested in a therapist, when I invested in, you know, from a physical perspective, my chiropractor, my personal trainer, you know, I had all, I I used to joke and say, you know, I've got like a, um, what is it with NASCAR? Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I've got all these people, but the truth is like what you just said about hot potato, right? Mm -hmm. No one's going to typically realize money habits or money attitudes, or it could be, you know, other things that, you know, your therapist will see, but somebody else will look at you and go, why is it that the second you get, because so many people will, will be defensive, understandably about their financial situation in life and go, I just, Mm -hmm. I never have any money. And yet if you don't figure out behaviorally why you got yourself into that situation, because you are part of the response, you have to take responsibility for the fact that, you know, not all of the choices that you've made up until now are, are great. And you've got to be making different choices in the future to change that future because you can, um, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's that self-awareness and, and having somebody else be able to say, here's the tendencies that you have with money, because there are tendencies. And once you're aware of them, then you can change them. And here's my my question, because I'm seeing we're coming up on like the end of the hour, which I, I feel like, again, we're just getting started. Yeah. Um, but I will definitely stalk you to have you back on the show. And maybe we'll have, we'll take some of these topics and just do like a deep dive into, into one of them as, as a jump off point. Um, but there's, there's obviously a lot of people listening who are maybe start, they've had, they've had some of these aha moments throughout mm-hmm. this. And they're realizing like, A, how much they're focusing on the negativity in their life versus taking action to get out of it or be, you know, how they've got some money blocks and they've never thought that they could make a lot of money and they don't know how to get started. But there's, there's also, I know a lot of people because we've had a lot of people writing in with these types of comments where they're like, it's, it's just a woe is me attitude. Like everything's been really bad. I've been living paycheck to paycheck. Now I've lost my job. This is my lot in life. Nothing's ever going to change. And that is a tremendously defeatist, I'm not even going to try attitude. What do you say to people like that who think they hear something like this, they hear manifesting $10,000, they hear pursuing your champagne life, and they think that's all bullshit. It's not for me because look at my life now. What do you say to people like that? I say, do you want to keep that story? Mm. (laughs) I like it because it is a story. It is a story. I think it's just... You know what? I think when people, 
when people say stuff like that, whether it's about finances or weight loss or finding love, it's, it's, it's really, they're scared. They're scared to take Mm -hmm. steps because they're scared of, I, I don't want to go for it. I mean, I didn't, I was telling Steve the other night, I'm like, I didn't get on a dating site because I didn't want anyone to meet me until I was financially perfect and fit. Perfect. Mm. I, I felt like I had to be completely perfect before anyone would ever want me. And so I didn't, I never got on a site. I never got, I never tried to date anybody. And some people will do that with, you know, fitness. They don't want to try anything because they'll say, well, nothing's worked in the past. So I'm not going to try anything. And mm. with money or, or whatever, they're just going to keep relying on their stories and bitching and moaning about it, but changing nothing. Yeah. And, and I change something. You do. And I think you, the first thing is making that decision. Like, do I want, like consciously, do I want to keep living this story that I'm telling or do I want the chance at something different? I mean, what do you have to lose? Right. I mean, you know, I, no risk, no reward. And I think that's what a lot of people are, are missing out on. It's not that everything is going to be a slam dunk if you start taking leaps of faith and making changes. But I go back to one of my other favorite things. If you change nothing, nothing will change. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you want to keep you know, staying in this horrible relationship where all you do is bitch and moan and complain? And you know, you've been in this relationship for five, six years. I have a friend of mine who's been in this relationship for six years. And she's still doing the same thing, checking his phone every single day to find, you know, evidence of him cheating. And I'm like, girl, we know he's cheating on you. He's been cheating on you for six years. What are you looking for? Like, mm. what is magically going to be different today? And all the time that you don't change, I there's also a phrase, and I don't know if you you might have a better way of saying it, but in order for somebody said something to me once, they're like, in order for you to have new things in your life, you have to let go. You got to make space. And I yeah. think a lot of people don't do that. Like if you, if you want a better relationship, you're in a horrible relationship. You're not going to meet someone new. If you're in a bad relationship, you got to let go of that horrible relationship. If you are in a bad money situation, you've got to let go of certain things to make room for abundance. And maybe that means like, it's time to change your job. Maybe it's time to start doing something on the side. Change is I, I think really the best way to summarize as we're starting to wrap it up is something's got to give, something's got to change. And it's got to be notable, not like just dipping your toe in the water. If you want your life to change, like what, here's my question for you. And then we, we're going to wrap up and you're going to tell people where they can find your books and your courses. Cause you've got a wealth of resources online, but for people that are out there that are listening, that are just like, okay, you know what? I'm ready to do things differently. Like where do they start? And, and we're talking about just in, in the area of money and finances and making now the time where they decide, okay, maybe I've lost my job, whatever. It's time for me to do things differently. Is it, do you have like one of your books that you recommend people start looking into that's a great starting place? Because you have so many resources. Where do you tell people to start when they're finally ready to go? I'm ready to start leaving behind all of my excuses and my, my blocks and do things differently. Yeah. So I would actually, I will, I will give a resource, but my, the first thing I would say is to 
ask yourself what you really want. So often when we're ready for change, we know what we don't want anymore, but the magic starts to happen when we, okay, what do I want? And then ask yourself, what do I really want? Because I've found even in my own life and with my clients, those two answers generally aren't the same. And maybe we can deep dive into that later. But before you even go look for a resource, ask yourself, what do I want? So that you know, when you go look for support or you go... Um, okay, think about changing things. You know what direction you're going. Um, you're, you know, just asking what you want is putting where you want to go in the GPS so that you can get some guidance to get there. So that's step one. Um, and so I like to start with identifying your money story because it just brings that awareness that we've been talking about. You can go to identifyyourmoneystory.com. You can download it. You don't even have to put your email in. You can download... Um, a free guide for identifying that. And then if you're ready, take the leap and, and grab onto manifest 10,000 and really just start opening up to having more money in your life. Even if you don't believe it, just do the things in it and see what happens because what's the worst thing? You know, I always, um, if you manifest a hundred dollars and you spent $10 on the book, that's 10 times a return. So you know, even if it's you, you know, I don't, there's never a falling short because it's all about learning. But even if you don't get 10,000 and you get a hundred, you're still practicing having a 10 times return on your investment, which is major and awesome in financial terms. And attitude, it's, it's, I, I will say this because I've talked about this before and I remember it was my business coach, the one on, uh, that I told you said, who's driving the bus. Mm-hmm. She had recommended this book for me. So I hired her when she was a, a coach at Tony Robbins. And then now she's stepped away from that. So then I was working with her directly outside of that organization. But she had said, you know, she'd been a Tony Robbins coach for 20 years, whatever. So they knew a lot of these Tony Robbins coaches knew that one of his formative books is the book called, I believe it's called The Magic of Belief or Power of Belief, something something along those lines. And it's a book that was published like, I don't know, late 30s, early 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so game-changing because I truly, I, I, I really believe, obviously, we're talking about a book called The Magic of Belief. You have to, you, you, your attitude makes such a difference. And if you, it can seem hokey at first when you first start, like if you, if you're down, if you're frustrated, if you're full of doubt and fear and you go, okay, I'm, I'm going to believe that I can do this. And, and it's a choice. It's like one of the number one things people come to me about is motivation. They go, Kelly, how do you stay motivated to work out? How do I get motivated to, to get fit? It's not like I was born with motivation. I choose to be motivated and I motivate myself in a certain way. Other people motivate themselves in other ways, but it's a choice. It's the same thing with believing. And I I firmly believe everything we're talking about today with manifestation, it, it looks different for everybody, but the fundamental truth is you really have to choose to believe in yourself and believe that your future can be so much different than your past. Because if you, if you, you know, what's, what's the alternative? Like Cassie said, you know, is it, what do you want to choose to do? Say, well, I'd rather just go live my life on autopilot and accept whatever, you know, life hands me. 
that's a lame way to live. You've got one life, you know, choose to believe in the, in the greatest. It's not like, and I, I do love that you said that at the beginning of the show, like we're not saying this is Santa Claus say, Mm -hmm. Oh, I believe that tomorrow I'm going to have a Maserati. It doesn't work that way. Like be realistic. But if you choose to believe that everything you do is going to pay off, it changes the way you Enact with people, you interact with people. It changes your attitude. It changes your tone of voice. Imagine you guys, if I was interviewing Cassie today and I was like, uh, Cassie, so um, <laughs> tell me about like, how do you like believe in yourself? I mean, what, how, what a boring interview that would be right. versus like, I'm sincerely when she's, when, when you hear me, you guys know me. I mean, this is, this is when I'm excited, I'm excited, but imagine how boring it would be if I was like, well, I really changed my life around. Um, when I started to just believe I was completely capable of it. Would you believe me? No. Anyway. <laughs> I could go on and on and on, but I I can tell you from my own experience that when I changed my attitude and I changed my self-awareness, became more self-aware. Now, when I get myself, when I, when I can see that I'm getting mired and I'm ruminating on past experiences, when I'm spending too much time feeling sorry for myself and looking for all of the evidence in my life that this always happens to me. When I catch myself doing that and I snap out of it and I choose to believe in myself and I choose to have a positive attitude and I choose to be focused on gratitude, it is amazing how things can turn around very quickly. And I, I really encourage you guys to go look up. And, and on that note, Cassie, I want you to tell people, number one, where they can find your books. Number two, where they can find you online. And then also tell me that website again, because you said, was it identifying my money or is it identifying your money story.com? Identify your money story.com. Identify your. I'll make sure that I link that up in the show notes. Awesome. So, on that note, tell people where they can buy and find everything awesome that you have because I'm going to get every single book that I see on Amazon today when we get off the show. I can tell you that right now. (laughs) I love it. So you can go to Amazon and you can type in Cassie Parks, C-A-S-S-I-E, Parks, like Parks and Rec, um, into Amazon and all of my books will come up. And um, you can find me at CassieParks.com as well as obviously if you are listening to this, you love podcasts. So you could check out my podcast, which journeys right now currently, um, the stories of my clients as they grow, which I'm doing that because I know what that does to your brain. When you hear someone else was capable of changing, it amps up your belief that you can change, Mm -hmm. um, especially when that person, you can find the thing that's similar to you in their story. So you can hear those at Manifesting Success Stories on your favorite podcast app. And if you want to know more about the law of attraction, you can listen to Manifest It Now, which I co-host with an amazing friend, and we just talk about the law of attraction. Okay. Awesome. Um, I will also probably, Cassie, have to follow up with you just to make sure I have all the links right and then yeah. I point to everything because you're amazing. This has been awesome. And I um, I love everything you teach. And frankly, um, it's it's reminding me like I've come so far with figuring out my my money beliefs and my money blocks, but I'm just at the beginning. And, and just uncovering that beginning part and seeing how I've been limiting myself and not believing in myself it's, it's been such a game changer that I can only imagine once I 
continue that road. So I'm so glad you and I connected and found each other in that podcast group and that you've come on the show. And I know that I'm going to be stalking you to have you back on um, because we could, we could make a, a show out of several of just some of these topics that we've talked about mm-hmm. today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much um, for everybody listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. Of course, I encourage you. Everything will be linked up in the show notes at the Um, We encourage you go buy all of her books, um, connect with her directly. Um, I'm looking at her website. There's lots of opportunities there. I know I'm going to be spending a lot of time there as well. And I really do. I, you guys know, I share my personal experiences with all of you. When you start to uncover this part of yourself, um, for all of you women in particular, you guys know I'm, I'm passionate about helping you understand this. Start becoming self-aware particularly in this area with regards to money and wealth and, and start believing in the law of attraction and manifestation because it's, it's a game changer. I mean, you know what, as I'm recording this and I'm going to Instagram this afterwards, I'm looking right here on my desk at my money candle that is all about manifesting money. And I'm looking at my, my crystals that I have here that I hold when in my hand, when I'm recording podcasts, and it really is a fascinating area to study. So I encourage all of you to start opening your mind and believing and and looking into all of this stuff. So Cassie, thank you again for being on the show. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, Show notes at the If you have questions um, on these topics that you want to see us cover in this financially, uh, financially fit series, just head on over to kellyalexa.com. Use the contact me form. You can use that same contact me form. If you'd like to nominate somebody that we interview on the show, if you'd like to inquire about uh, advertising opportunities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You guys have a great rest of the day. We'll see you next time on The Kelly O Show. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Cassie Parks. Isn't she wonderful? I will make sure that I link up all of her books and everything that we discussed here in the interview in the show notes. You can find the show notes as usual at thekellyoshow.com. We encourage you, of course, if you have any questions uh, for Cassie to connect with her directly via her website or social media, Um, obviously buy all of her books. Let us know how you liked that. And certainly if you have questions about just in general, money mindset, uh, the the whole concept of manifestation. Um, anything you want to hear more of, these are certainly things that we'll be covering more of on the show. Um, and I would love to hear from you specifically what questions you might have. And then number two, for those of you who maybe listened to this episode, bought some of Cassie's books, applied some of these techniques and approaches or you've already been doing it and have had success, I would love to hear from you. And certainly, if you are open to it, I'd love to interview you on the show. You can simply use the contact me form over at kellyolexa.com, and that'll get to us, and then we can get you scheduled. You can also use that contact me form. You guys know the drill. If you're interested in inquiring about sponsorship opportunities on this show or with kellyalexa.com and the Kelly O show, all of our social media platforms, blog, YouTube channel that has just relaunched, et cetera, et cetera. If you haven't had a chance to leave this show, a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast platform of choice, I would so appreciate it. That helps the show get seen and heard by more people who can benefit from this free information. And I sincerely, sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We will see you next time on the Kelly O show.